Welcome to the Winning Drive Podcast, where Parkland USA employees discover the tools, strategies, and resources to increase safety, productivity, and success. Here's your host, Ben Fanning. Well, we have a great episode in store for you today with Jay Erickson, who's the COO of Parkland USA. This is a terrific episode, engaging, fun, casual. You're going to get the behind the scenes on where Jay grew up. And in fact, you get the download on his parents' convenience store. Yes, he actually grew up working in his parents' convenience store. And this is in his blood. And he shares some really great stories of his early lessons and how they still impact his career today. And then we get into what he likes to do outside of work and his long wrestling career that actually started when he was three years old. And then even how his team raised $1 million in six weeks for disabled veterans. And by the way, one more thing, make sure you stick around for next week's episode too. This episode was so jam-packed, we actually split it over two different interviews. So you're going to get the second installation next week. In the news this week, we're keeping it short and simple. We have doubled the employee referral bonus in the Rockies Rock. Now employees can earn $4,000 per driver candidate that they recommend. If they are hired, you get the bonus. Let your dispatcher or people or culture manager know today. Hey, Jay, welcome to the Winning Drive podcast. Well, thank you. I'm so excited to be here today. Yes, everyone, we get the COO of Parkland USA. It's going to be a great one. Let's dive in. So where did you grow up and what was your first job? Oh, so, you know, I, I was born and raised in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, I was the third child, uh, that, that you know, poor third child of, of four. Um, so I had two brothers and a sister. Um, you know, both my parents were, were really hardworking and they instilled a strong work ethic Hmm. into into all of us uh you know my dad spent 40 years in the convenience store fuel business and my mom actually ran a convenience store for 30 <laughs> so it's in years. your blood <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, was, I was born into it i was definitely born in it so um i'm happy to say that my mother was my mentor and trainer and trained me on every role that you could do in a convenience store um and that wow. was some of the good stuff and some of the bad stuff but uh <laughs> she did not leave anything out so I, you know, I would stock shelves. I would uh, stick fuel tanks back when you had to stick fuel mm. tanks, um, strip and sill floors from the age of 10 to 11 years old. Um, I don't think they had, uh, you know, laws back then where you, you, you know, you, you could only do certain things, but, uh, right. um, and then in, actually in high school, um, I would work a three to 11 shift and then, uh, still make it to my first period class at 8am. So I was born into was it. 3 p.m. What time are we talking? So you work till 11 p.m. at night. At yep. Yep. Oh. At, at a convenience store. And then, uh, at, uh, 8am I had class high school that started. So I would then, you know, sleep and then, and then jump into my first class at 8am. So. And so what were the lessons you learned at that young age working in the, in the convenience store world? That, like you mentioned, you know, your, your father's work ethic, but any specific lessons that come to mind that you still think about today? Yeah, it's it, a lot of it's still the same. It's, it's about, you know, taking care of, of employees, taking care of customers, um, you know, have, really 
you know, I learned from a young age about customer service and, you know, how to, how to talk to customers and how to, you know, when they came into the store and they were looking for something, how to give them a wow experience and, and, you know, make it happier, make them happier when they, you know, when they left than when they walked in and, and uh, being able to just deal with the public. And so that was probably one of the strongest, but also just, you know, for my mom and dad, the, the work ethic and, you know, to come in and, and work hard and, and be proud of what you do. And, mm. and, um, you know, that, that's kind of stayed with me my entire career and, and entire life. Yeah. That, I mean, what, what great lessons. And I hear that about customer service. I mean, you at a, such a young age, I, I suspect it's just, it, it, it hasn't probably impacted your leadership style throughout your career. I mean, I, it's really, really a special experience to get that. And it sounds like you were allowed to, even as a as a kid, like what, I'm just curious, I didn't get the age. What age were, did you actually start in the convenience store? Yeah. So about 10 or 11. 10 so or 11. Was, okay. My yeah, daughter's so, 10 right now. I'm trying to imagine her <laughs> in a convenience store. That would be a great experience for her. <laughs> I think. It, it is. Um, I think it's a great, it's a great job. Um, you know, a lot of people don't, don't, see it for what it really is it gives you an opportunity to 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 learn to build skills to learn customer service and to you know, for it to be a career you know i i've had a tremendous career with uh, with the, the business and um i'm just so proud of it and uh um you know I, but I, I think a lot of times people don't realize what it can be and um you know it can really be a great career for people so thinking about that time, what's the advice that you would give your younger self? Oh, that's a, that's a the young that's Jay a, at the time. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And so, um, it took me a while to learn this and, and, you know, you only know what you know sometimes, but if I had to, if I did go back and do things differently and give myself some advice, I would say that to take more risks. Um, sometimes we get in an, we don't even know it, but we get in our comfort zone and we don't push ourselves. And sometimes we're our biggest critics. We're really tough on ourselves. And, you know, and sometimes we tell people, tell ourselves that we can't do things that we can. And so, you know, looking back, I, I wish I, you know, I would have took some more risk because I think that's a way that you can really kind of achieve your full potential. And sometimes we just kind of have to, you know, uh, turn off that other voice that we have in our heads and say, you know what, I can do this and I'm going to do it. Yeah, no, that's great. I think when we're younger too, we, we do feel like little, little changes or even I'm thinking about someone in a C store who has a big idea and they think like it's risky, like, Hey, for me to t share that with my manager or share that with the CEO, because they might not like the idea or something like that. But, uh, I mean, what's the worst that could happen? No, we're not going to do your idea right now. <laughs> I mean, what's the, exactly. And, and, you know, what I always tell people is, you know, you never know until you ask, but if you, but if you never ask, <laughs> the answer is always the same. It's no. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, there's, there's no harm in, in asking and, and kind of, you know, and, and giving feedback. And, and I think, you know, being comfortable, being uncomfortable. Um, and, and I know that sounds a little weird, but, you know, um, we can achieve great things when we kind of, push ourselves out of that comfort zone and get in that area that is a little bit uncomfortable, doesn't really feel really good. But man, I tell you, we, we underestimate the amount of things that we can do when we're in that uncomfortable zone. So share with us a little bit, what do you like to do outside of work? Oh, so I, um, I was, you know, being born and raised in Colorado, um, you know, being in the outdoors. So whether it's, 
you know, uh, motorcycles, skiing, hunting, you know, side by sides, camping. I love anything outdoorsy. Um, you said just, al- you said side by sides. Yeah, just like a you know those side by sides razor kind of things that you get in where you know you can get two people or four people on and and you know you just uh, yeah they're they're great and so my family um, every year we go into the mountains of Colorado and rent two side by sides and so um, in, and typically it's uh, my, my wife drives one and I drive the other and and uh, and then we switch off but uh, yeah it's it's fun so, it's, so they're like fun. ATVs. They're like ATVs, but yeah, for but you can have two or four people. Okay. Oh wow. Cool. All right. It's like a small car kind of almost. Yeah, very cool. Well, yeah, and correct if I'm wrong, but Colorado has more days of sunshine than Miami. Is that or something along you, those lines? Like, there's you, a lot of sunshine. It, you get a, a huge amount of sunshine. Um, very similar to, you know, I mean uh, living in Calgary, Calgary, um, very similar in, in Canada with the Rocky Mountains. So you get a lot of sunshine. It's it's not always warm, but you do get to see the sun. And that is, uh, you know, if you're one of those folks that likes to see the sun, which I definitely am, um, it just helps your mood. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I love it. Um, and so, you know, the outdoors, uh, you know, getting out into the outdoors, uh, you know, I also love the the beach and, 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 reservoirs and water and water sports and, and fishing and all that. So, you know, uh, whether it's Florida or Colorado or in between that I, I'm just like to get out. It's, it's something about, you know, when you see the ocean or you mm. get on water or you're out in the mountains, it just changes your, you know, you mm. might be having a really bad week and you're stressed out. And, and I, I you know, I go to the beach or I, I go in the mountains and like all of a sudden, like, it's like my day changes my, you know, it's, I, it's like my happy place. And so, you know, I always, I always tell people, I'm like, find that happy place. Like, you know, cause we're all going to have very challenging days and, you know, sometimes it seems like it's overwhelming, but if we can just change our, our scenery, change where we're at, go find that happy place and whatever that may be for you or I or whoever, um, but once you, once you find something that does that to you, it's really great because, you know, you can make a really bad week or a really bad day turn around quickly by, by finding that happy place. And so the beach and the mountains do that for me. Well, what a great life hack or a success tip, because sometimes yeah. it seems like when you're feeling overloaded or stressed, the only way through it is just to put your head down and go through it. And sometimes maybe like you're saying, the easiest way to do it is to just take yourself somewhere else for a little while shift your mindset a little bit and come back refreshed. It may be something that was going to take you an hour or two to do before. may only take you half that time. Exactly. And, and it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a lot. Sometimes it's, it's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just getting up and going for, you know, especially with COVID and, and we can talk a little bit about that where, you know, whether you're working in a store or a rock or you're working from home, whatever mm-hmm. that may be, sometimes, it gets to a certain point where you're just like, whoa, you know, this is, it's, this is one of those tough days and getting up and maybe going for a 10 minute walk, um, you know, breaking the, breaking it up a little bit, going for a walk and, mm-hmm. and you come back and you're refreshed and then, you, you know what, that, that issue that seemed like such a big issue really isn't a big issue and, and you move on with your day and, and uh, you know, so yeah, so that that's, that's little things that I try to do to, to, you know, help myself when I, when I get to that point, you know, what, when you talked about, you know, what I like to do outside of work, um, mm-hmm. I, I have to, I have to talk about sports. And so, 
sports have just been, um, they're a huge thing to me. It's, it's my, it's my kind of getaway as well. Um, I love every sport out there. Um, I was very, very fortunate to be in sports myself. Um, so my, my dad introduced me to wrestling. I, I, I became, I started wrestling at the age of three and, um, Yes, I I know, and I have <laughs> three-year-olds wrestling. Um, that's probably I, hilarious. I, I, yeah, I, it's too bad this isn't a video because I could sh- actually show you these little wrestling pictures of me and my oh. my singlet. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, we oh. traveled and we had a van and we traveled all over the U.S. Um, going to these wrestling tournaments, and so hmm. um, I loved it. It was it was it was a great sport. I got to meet a lot of people and and make a lot of friends in, in the sport. Um, and then I got to, uh, got paid for my education. I got to go to Colorado State, and, and, uh, it paid for my, my school. So, the um, so yes, yeah, so I got to wrestle in, in, uh, in college and, um, it was fun. It was kind of like a job <laughs> sports and yeah, college are like a, are, are like a job, but, but it, but it was fun and it was great. And, you know, I really believe sports, um, then, um, I, I think has, have shaped me, have shaped me into the person I am today in, in business. And in my career, you know, wrestling and sports taught me that, you know, you have to put the work in. Um, nothing comes easy and uh, you have to prepare yourself um, physically, which I think everybody knows, but mentally as well, um, to put your best self out there. Um, you have to push through those tough times. So there's times when, you know, it's tough and you you want to give up and you want to quit. And, and there's no but, laying off in wrestling. I mean, no, no, you're out there. Opponent physically connected. Yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's, you you got to finish, and uh, and and you got to just you know, and and your team's counting on you too because you know it's a team sport as well where you know this, the points are all added up, and so you're out there individually, but you're also trying to win the meet for your team, and so you know you, you want to make sure that you're doing the best for your team as well, um, but you can't allow yourself to give up, and and there's so many times where it, you know. In, in business and in my career where you had, you had a really challenging situation and you're like, you know, I can, I can quit or I can just figure out how I'm going to get through this and I'm just going to make it happen and I'm going to figure it out. And I think sports really helps you kind of come up with those techniques of saying, you know what, you know, I'm not going to quit. I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to get through it. And so, um, you know, it's helped me, it, you know, cause you don't always win in sports and you don't always win in business, but you, you know, you must pick yourself up the next day and, mm. and get back at mm-hmm. it and, uh, you know, put the happy face on and, and then go after it again. And so, um, you know, I really believe that I'm really glad that my dad put me in sports because I think that helps, you know, teaches you about being a good teammate and what you can accomplish as together, because, um, you know, as one team, also, I think it it really elevates everyone's performance because it's less mm-hmm. about one individual's performance mm-hmm. and it's more about working together to achieve greatness. So, um, so to me, um, you know, that's that's how I lead. I, I lead uh, like a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's about getting great players and 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 developing great players and recruiting great players onto the team, and then letting them play and and just being there and helping enable them so they can be great. Yeah, I love that. And it's interesting. We really, you know, for the listeners here, whenever you see Jay, you know, on the road or in your store, you can ask him about his wrestling days and his three-year-old wrestling picture. Maybe you'll have one for you. But <laughs> yeah, I, I'll I put it in my wallet. His leadership, <laughs> right? Because you, it's interesting how it's all sh- 
and, and I don't want to get too far ahead of this, but it's amazing to see like where you are now is such a perfect fit because of your convenience store background as a kid. And then you got into athletics and that really has informed how you coach and guide and recruit players. I mean, you're really getting, getting a really great rounded out picture here. So thinking a little bit about your overall career so far, what are you most proud of? Oh, wow. That's, that's a good question. Um, so a few things, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, as I've uh, matured in my career, um, I, I think it, which is, to, you know, to be in an open and transparent, you know, a lot of us, you know, when, as we're going through our career, we, we get really focused on, you know, our careers and, you know, are we, are we doing the right things to move up and things like that? And, 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 and that's great, but I think, hmm as you grow and as you mature in your career, what's, what becomes even greater than that is when you, when you've had an impact on others. And so mm -hmm. whether it's being mentoring or somebody that you hired, that you, you've, you know, just added a little bit of water and watched them grow. Um, it's, it's quite remarkable when you see others, you know, that are growing in their roles and getting bigger areas of responsibility and really succeeding in their careers. And you had just a little piece of that. Um, mm. To me, that's the most proud moment that I, that I can have. And, and it's really, it's really more important than anything that could happen for me. Uh, it's about, you know, saying, Hey, you know what, I, I made a difference in somebody else's life and, and helped them. And, and then hopefully they carry it on to someone else. And so to me, I think that's, that's an important leadership uh, piece. Um, the second thing is, is that our, um, community involvement. So uh, being involved in our communities that we serve and, and giving back is really important. You know, supporting, to me, supporting children and veterans are two big priorities that are really to my heart. Um, one of the most proud moments that I've had was when um, one of my prior teams, we raised over a million dollars in uh, less than six weeks for DAV, which is the disabled American veterans. And so, wow. um, yeah, it just goes was that to a show fundraiser you, or something or what it, was it, the, yeah, it was a fundraiser. So, um, hmm. what was crazy about it is that we got all of our, so in the past we had done fundraisers, you know, various different ones across the organization. And we really wanted to try to find one that, you know, that everybody in the organization could be part of. And so we found DAV and DAV had, ch had charters and chapters all across the U.S. And obviously we have veterans um, that have been impacted by wars and um, across all of the United States. And so we chose them as, as one that we could all get, be get behind and work together to raise money. And so when I was sitting down with them and they said, well, how much money do you guys think you can raise? And I said, well, I think... I 200,000, maybe 250,000. And, um, huh. because, you know, I, I didn't know, I didn't know what we could do. And, and, um, and it was crazy because, you know, being our goal of 250, um, all of a sudden we started raising money and this was in like six weeks. Um, everybody in the organization, every, ca every cashier, every associate, every, you know, everyone was either putting their own money in or was, was asking our customers to, to, to be part of this great, Thing that we were doing. And when you get people that are bought in to a great cause, it just 
kind of, it just kind of grows and it, and it's like a snowball, you know, and, and, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And all of a sudden I, I saw this momentum and I saw that like 250, we, within a couple of weeks, we were past the 250. And so I look back at the team and I go, what do you think we can do? And they said, well, let's shoot for 500. So, so all of a sudden, <laughs> a couple of weeks later, we're at 500. Oh. I'm like, so oh I went back to the team. I'm like, what do we do next? And they said, I don't know, but let's shoot for a million. And so we ended up at a million dollars and it blew the entire team away. And I just got to say, it's one of the most proudest moments I've had because yeah. we raised a million dollars. We did it as a team. Everybody was bought in. Everybody was bought into the cause. And then we gave a million dollars to these veterans who have given so much to, to our country and, you know, and it, it, so it, it was just a great cause. And I really knew that the DAV could help or could, could use this money to help themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and so, um, you know, it's uh, when I think about my career, I think about the things that I've done, it was being part of that, um, that really just really just blew me away. Yeah. And you, you can see how you lead, right? You give them a clearer goal and then you get everybody on board. And it sounds like too, you meet, and I think about smart goals, making them specific and measurable, et cetera. So 250 seemed, okay, this is a number is, is realistic for us. Cause if you put the million dollars out there, it probably was beyond everybody's wildest dreams. And when you give them a clear attainable target, people go after it. And it sounds like you generated so much momentum that it just kept rolling. It, and, it did. Uh, um, yeah, we were, um, that's legendary. <laughs> yeah, we were we, we were just challenging them, and um, and it was like all of a sudden we kind of became a game because we're like going, I don't know, what do you think we can raise? I don't know, what do mm-hmm. you think? And so, um, people were just it, it became fun, and it was we were it was for a great cause, but people were having fun, and we were doing it for the right reasons because, you know, uh, to me, people come in, they they give us our their money, they shop our stores. And it's the only thing, you know, it's the right thing to do is, is to give back to those communities that we, that we, that we serve and that we, we work in. And so mm-hmm. it, it was just, you know, it's, it's just another great thing about the convenience store industry that, you know, I, I'm not sure everybody knows, but, you know, the, the convenience store fuel business, they do a lot of great things. And it's just one thing that, uh, yeah. I well, to congrats share. to you and the team. Um, I'm not going to throw down the challenge now for you to raise a million dollars for another charity, but I suspect there could be something on the horizon at some point. You never know. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, Parkland USA, um, you know, I, I, I want some feedback. Um, I think, you know what, I, I think we could, we could easily do a million if, if, you know, we, we find the right cause and we get everybody on board, which I know we will. Um, yeah. I think we can set some pretty big records and, uh, and really help some people that need it. We are looking for drivers. Know a safe CDL licensed driver? Refer them to Parkland USA, and if we hire them, you'll get an employee referral bonus. Bonuses range from $1,000 to $2,000, depending upon the rock and the need for drivers. Please spread the word and let your dispatcher or people and culture manager know of any potential leads. You are listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Now back to the show with your host, Ben Fanning. So just building on that here. So what is your role at Parkland and what's been the journey there? Yeah. So my current role, and so let me talk a little bit about my current yeah. role. So, so today um, I am the CIO. Um, so I've done a, a number of different roles um, throughout my career, whether that's merchandising, marketing, operations, um, you know, di- different things, IT. 
And so currently I'm the CIO. So I oversee roughly about 6,000 um, people, um, about 8,000 um, PCs and servers uh, across 25 countries. Um, so uh, there's always something fun and exciting going on. COVID uh, was fun. We, we kind of COVID moved to... Yeah, we, uh, we, we moved, you know, I got a call from our CEO um, and he said, um, Jay, he's like, I think we're going to move our office staff uh, to um, at home. Um, can we do that? And I said, yeah, when you, when you need to do it. And he's like, I'd like to do it tomorrow. And, I, and he goes, will it work? And I said, I hope so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, we've never Validate fully that tested 24 hours. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, uh, we've, we've never fully tested it, but it, the IT team really stepped up and, and did a great job. And, you know, and, and that's something special about Parkland. And I'll, I'm sure I'll talk about it multiple times today, but, but Parkland, when, when there's, you know, issues or goals or projects, or I've never been part of an organization that's so motivated to lean in and work together as one. And, and, you know, mm -hmm. it's not about agendas. It's about, you know, you know, just coming together and, and, you know, we, we've had some, some incidents where, you know, people could have, you know, maybe got upset about this or that. And, and no, you know, people don't throw, they don't throw rocks. They, they just lean in and say, Hey, how can we help? And that's something special about this organization that, that, you know, if you haven't worked for another, another organization, you might take it for granted. Um, but the fact that I worked for other organizations and seen that mm -hmm. it's not always the culture, it's not always where people lean in and really help their, their fellow um, teammates out and, and really want to be part of something that it's pretty, pretty remarkable and special about Parkland. So taking that one step further, what do you most want Parkland USA employees to understand about you and your leadership style? Yeah. So um, what I've like, like them to know is that I'm just one small part of the team. Mm. Um, you know, just one small part of the team. And and to me, everyone is important and it really plays a role in making part look Parkland great. I would never ask somebody to do something that I wouldn't do myself. You know, I love to get into stores, into the rocks, into the branches, make fuel deliveries, jump on a truck. Um, because you know, that helps me better understand how I yeah. can help them. And to me, I, I need to have that understanding. I need to understand what we're asking people to do. I want to make sure we're doing things that are safe, but you know, I, I believe in getting out into the field to really understand what is working and what is not. And, um, you know, people will see a lot of me and, um, cause I'm, I'm going to be out traveling a lot cause I want to be out there. So my goal is to get out, meet everyone, um, get feedback on how we can make Parkland better. And my door is always open. And so I hope people will be comfortable sharing their thoughts and ideas with me because ultimately I just want to help make Parkland better. Ali, I love that because yeah, you can be on the team, but you're going to be a more effective team member if you know what the other positions do. And not just from like a textbook standpoint, but really get into it. So it sounds like, you know, you've, you've walked the, you've walked many miles in the convenience store shoes and, and it sounds like you're also really getting plugged into the driver's side, which I think is a really fun one. We, and we've got a lot of episodes here, uh, you know, with that focus on that group too. So. Oh, I, I'm, I'm so good. pumped. 
I'm so pumped yeah. to go do some fuel deliveries and yeah. get on the truck. And, and, <laughs> you know, to me that, you know, that is, that's so much better than being in an office any day. And also it gives me an opportunity to understand, you know, like I said, what's working and what's not working mm-hmm. and, and really get straight feedback. You know, sometimes when I get feedback, you know, it comes through multiple channels and, and multiple layers. And, you know, I, I, I would like to get in and, and talk to the drivers, talk to the folks that are doing the work and better understand, you know, how we're delivering and what we can do different. And a word of advice to anyone out there, do not challenge Jay to a wrestling match. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I've said, um, <laughs> you probably are, you're probably okay now because, you know, I'm a, I'm a little broke down, but, uh, <laughs> um, you know, I'm not, I'm not at, uh, you know, at the shape I used to be, but, uh, but yeah, I know I'd love to talk wrestling stories if anybody has them. Your health matters. Sitting all day isn't great for our health and incorporating physical activity into your day helps counteract that. Our motion program is open to all employees and literally pays you to walk. You earn free money by walking a certain number of steps per day. This money is applied to your HSA bank account and can be used directly to pay for any doctor's visits, prescriptions, or anything else you'd use your health insurance for. The maximum amount of money you can earn over the year is $1,100. Many of our employees have lost significant weight, gotten healthier, and even slept better since they joined Motion. Reach out to your dispatcher and people and culture manager for information on how to get started. It's that easy. Thanks for listening to the Winning Drive Podcast. Be on the lookout for a new episode soon.